0: the most action-packed content from the top mobile experts. This is the App Masters Podcast with Steve P. Young. What is up, App Nation? Welcome. the app masters virtual summit, where we got some amazing, amazing experts to really share their knowledge on monetization, growth, and retention. And today I've got a killer, killer guest for you, and he's going to talk all about growth, especially Facebook ads. His name is Shamath Rao. He's the VP of growth at fresh planet and host of the how things grow podcast podcast shamath is an experienced mobile growth executive with two exits under his belt bash gaming acquired by GSN games for 170 million dollars and puzzle social acquired by Zynga after driving 7x growth I've seen his name around for so long he's a past guest of the podcast I'm super excited that he said yes to this virtual summit he has deep experience in growth strategies for mobile apps shemath Welcome to the summit.
1: I'm excited to be here, Steve. And as always, I'm honored that you have chosen to have me here.
0: Shmoth, really, I'm, I'm super excited because of our connection as well. Like I said in the podcast, I've seen you everywhere and you are a growth expert and somebody I've always wanted to talk to. So I'm super excited to be doing this. So Shamav, let's talk about Facebook ads. Tell me about your experience with Facebook ads, and then we'll get into the nitty-gritty details with running Facebook ads for mobile apps. Sure.
1: So over the last couple of years, I've managed six-figure monthly spends in Facebook ads. Although I think that what has contributed most to my learning and experience has been the fact that I've helped grow Facebook ads from zero to this six-figure level that we were at for my last company. <clears throat> so I've seen what it takes to get Facebook ads off the ground, run the first couple of tests, uh, start to build confidence in the numbers, start to sell it to my management, and ramp it up gradually to a six-figure level.
0: Are there different, here's a question that I get all the time. Are there different tools that we should definitely have in place before we even start thinking about running Facebook ads?
1: I would say no. Okay. Uh, you know, I'm, it's very tempting to want to have a lot of the SaaS tools, right? Uh, I would say, and at this point, I used Facebook ads manager and nothing else. Uh, and I would say, unless you have multiple products manage and juggle. I would say it's enough to manage with just Facebook Ads Manager alone.
0: What about SDKs? Just the Facebook SDK? Do we need anything like Tune, Apps Flyer, any of the analytics and tracking attribution tools?
1: I would recommend attribution tools. If you're using uh, multiple channels in addition to Facebook, then it becomes important and valuable. Uh, if you're starting out in paid advertising, as I would imagine many of your uh, audience would be, right? Uh, I would say as a starting point, don't go in for attribution. Uh, once you achieve reasonable amounts of scale on Facebook and you say you want to look at other sources in addition to Facebook, it could be Google uh, AdWords, Google, Apple Search, and other mobile networks, that's when you want to start to put in attribution, uh, attribution and tracking, and that sort of thing.
0: Okay, got it. So Facebook SDK definitely important, right? You got to have yes. that. You okay. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get that out of the way, and then I love that tip. So thank you for that. This is a coming from somebody who's running six figure monthly budgets, yeah, acquiring users. All right. So Shamath, who should implement Facebook ads for app installs?
1: I would say you. Uni- you should look at facebook ads for app installs if you have a reasonable amount of traction without facebook ads if you have some amount of organic growth uh which is to say if they've implemented a lot of what you have to teach about aso about organic growth and getting an app off the ground right uh i think that's certainly important and i would also say uh they i would they need to have a reasonable amount of confidence in the fact that they're making some money back off the app, which is to say they they, uh, they have solid retention, some solid monetization. Because if you're spending money, you need some amount of confidence that you're going to make that money back. You need to have some amount of predictability in your metrics at the point of time uh, before you start to run Facebook ads.
0: So what I've always heard, too, is even during the soft launch, maybe Facebook ads is important just so you can get those early metrics, right? Like, hey, I don't have organic growth or I want to, I'm sort of in soft launch, so I want to get some early users to see what that LTV is going to look like. How am I going to monetize? Is that important just as well? Can we use it during that soft launch?
1: Absolutely. Uh, Although I would recommend that the goals for using Facebook ads during soft launch would be slightly different from goals during proper launch okay Uh, during soft launch the goals should be to test your marketing messages uh, test your imagery uh, test out the kind of metrics that you're going to get from uh, your facebook ads right so you see are my click-through rates where they need to be are my install rates where they need to be in other words Am I in a position that gets me ready for my proper launch? Uh, That is your goal for running Facebook ads during soft launch. That is of course, post launch, your goal is to scale, to make that money
0: back. I love that. Have you, when it comes to targeting, what, what can you share with us? Like, how do we really target our, I guess not to say target users, but like our ideal market? Yeah. I, you know,
1: for most, for nearly every Facebook advertiser, for, uh, I would recommend that your ideal market is your 1% lookalikes. Uh, uh, and at this point, almost 100% of my traffic comes from lookalikes, uh, which would mean, if you're a small app developer looking to start on Facebook, take user IDs or email IDs of your highest value users, Uh, for many developers, that would be their purchasers, uh, you know, their highest value purchasers. Uh, If they don't have a lot of purchasers, take their uh, users who have the highest uh, number of highest uh, engagement. Uh, If they don't even have that, just take users who have already installed the app. Uh, And if they don't have a thousand users who haven't installed the app, they should go back to Implementing everything that you teach, get a thousand installs. So, before they start running Facebook ads.
0: Okay, that's that's very interesting. <laughs> so, if we, could we use any of the metrics that we got from the soft launch too? Like those users, hey, maybe mm-hmm. they're different countries, but would yeah. would Facebook pull that out? Like if I got somebody from the Philippines who's a really engaged yeah. user, would I be able to have a look like in the US as well? Absolutely. Okay.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I would start with your Philippines audience. And eventually, once you have data on the U.S., I would swap that out for your U.S. audience.
0: Now, do you have any like the any thoughts on what countries we should be targeting, especially during that early days? Like, I just want to get some users in Shimoth. Like, I know I think the retention's good. I feel strong about this, but I just need that first one thousand or so so I can get a like Any any yeah. thoughts on which countries we should be targeting for that? Yeah.
1: So I'm assuming you're talking about a soft launch. Sure. Yeah. Right. I am. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think there are two broad strategies that you can look at. One strategy would be to look at a low CPI uh, country that whose retention and monetization can roughly mirror the US, right? Uh, and uh, some of the gaming companies that I work with have targeted countries like the Philippines, for instance, because the installs tend to be cheap. Because the CPMs are low, uh, so you don't need to spend a lot of money, and the retention roughly mirrors the U.S. But another strategy is to oh, target countries where user behavior is much more similar to the U.S., even though the CPIs would be higher. Uh, Canada tends to be a very obvious option, okay. uh, where you, you would spend would spend a lot more to acquire a user, but the user behavior mimics that of the U.S. much more closely.
0: I see. I like that. I like those strategies. And I was looking through some stats, like some certain countries are like insane. I thought us would be one of the most expensive, but it's not always the case. Some of the smaller countries are actually really, really yeah. expensive.
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh, that can certainly be the case.
0: Yeah. And I know we talked about it during our podcast interview, but just for those who didn't listen to it and possibly missed it, can you talk about more of the ad creatives? I know you came up with some brilliant strategies for the creatives.
1: Yeah. With ad creators, at a high level, I would strongly recommend thinking about where those creators are shown. Uh, What I mean is that I've seen a lot of ad accounts, Facebook ad accounts, where all you have is a landscape image, landscape static image that shows only on Facebook, uh, which does not necessarily make sense because there's so much traffic on Instagram. There's so much traffic on Instagram stories, right? Uh, in fact, a few months ago, when I inherited an ad account for my current company, I noticed that was exactly the case. We all we had was Facebook newsfeed creators. And all I did was resize those exact same creators in a square size and added that added that to our ad account and that opened up the floodgates, wow. uh, simply because Instagram in and of itself is a huge, uh, in, uh traffic source. Yeah. It's also cheaper. It really? can, it's also so much more high engagement than Facebook for many genres of apps. Uh, you know, and, you know, that's what we did a few months ago. And, uh, around a month ago, you know, I was looking at our account and uh, I noticed that Facebook had Instagram stories that uh, had become available as a format. Uh, I looked back to my previous experience and I said, okay, we resized our ads for Instagram. Maybe we should resize our ads for Instagram stories and run portrait-sized videos that, again, opened up the floodgates and unleashed another huge wave of growth for us. Uh, So at a high level, I would suggest taking a very, very close look at the kinds of properties within Facebook where the ads can run, right? Uh, like I said, uh, you know, if it, we've gotten a lot of success from tailoring creators for Facebook newsfeed, Instagram, Instagram uh, stories, and who knows what's going to come next. Uh, you know, Facebook's pushing messenger traffic. Uh, I haven't yet seen success through that. But in three months' time, that might start to open up. Right. Uh, and what I would in, uh, recommend for your audience is if and when that happens, if they have creatives that are tailored for Messenger or WhatsApp or whatever comes next, they're going to be at the forefront, forefront in terms of capitalizing on that new wave.
0: And it's almost like you should test because that's when the cheap traffic, right? Like when everybody yes. jumps on to Instagram yeah. and Instagram stories, that's yeah. when like, market prices will exactly. start hitting.
1: Exactly, before the big brands jump on. And even right now, everyone's running on Instagram with Facebook-sized creatives. Everyone's running Instagram stories with Facebook-sized creatives. Uh, So if you have customized creatives for the specific medium, you win. Because Facebook gives you a higher relevance score. Facebook gives you lower costs. Facebook gives you higher click-through rates, install rates. Your economics are so much better than random big brand that is still running facebook size creatives for Instagram stories.
0: Oh, I love that tip. I really do. The The next thing is when it comes to the specific creatives, so I'm assuming you're using the same overall creative and resizing it for each different platform, but what works well from a creative standpoint? Is it just videos? Are you doing banners? What are you doing from the actual ad creative? Yeah. So <clears throat> I've,
1: I recommend having a mix of different formats and testing. Uh, but something that I've seen a lot of success with lately uh, is videos, uh, specifically very short form videos that depict one single key win moment. Uh, for a game, uh, you know or right now I'm uh, manage growth for a trivia game, and for us, the win moment is showing somebody answering a question. Right, uh, you know, for if you're making an app that allows people to doodle, maybe the win moment is showing the actual art happening on the on the iPad, right? So have, showing that moment of achievement is in a video, just as people would do if they actually use the app. I think that can be very, very crucial. Uh, and you know, I think a video, especially on Instagram especially on instagram stories is a very very powerful medium especially since facebook is allowing autoplay of videos uh, which basically means if a user is scrolling through their instagram feed they see the, they see your video they don't, even, they don't even have to tap or click and the video starts playing and they see themselves experiencing the product as they actually would and that is something that i've seen a lot, lot of success with and which is something I would highly, highly recommend. Uh, And for those of your listeners, for those of your audience who are probably saying, okay, I'm not a big studio. I don't have million dollar budgets to make videos. Guess what? They can go on to Upwork. They can uh, find freelancers and designers. Uh, Yeah, I, and you know, I have a team that has no time to make videos for me, uh, so I go on Upwork too, uh, and I get a new video made for much less than five dollars per video. Wow. Uh, yeah, uh, bear in mind I have assets, I have existing uh, raw uh, video footage, so uh, that's why it's less than five dollars. If you know, if people in your audience don't have raw assets, I'm sure it'll, it's going to cost them a little more, but I would tell you that, you know, if they can afford to run Facebook ads, they can absolutely afford to get a video made without spending tens of thousands of dollars on a professional uh, studio, so to speak.
0: That's great, I love that tip. And are you getting people, I know one of the things that you mentioned was using influencers in your video ads too. So are these people that, you know, I've seen these ones before where they're green screen and all you see is like the gameplay in the background and you see their little face. Are you doing that type of stuff? With the video ad creatives,
1: absolutely. You know, when I said uh, you know we have video creatives that depict win moments, uh, what I do, what I have seen personally success with is uh, by having some of our inf- influencers on Instagram and Snapchat. Right, uh, we we run quite a quite a lot of influencer traffic. So what I, what I've done is taken those videos of influencers. That they've already posted on Instagram, that they've already posted on Snapchat, that we've already seen engagement with. So we take those exact same videos, we resize that for Facebook, we resize that for a normal Instagram size, we resize that for Instagram story size, uh, and we run those on uh, you know paid Facebook ads. Uh, the advantage is a these are proven creators because we already know that they have performed well. And the influencers have run them. We take out only our top influencer creators. Uh, and B, because this is a person actually using the app and demonstrating how they're using the app and showcasing that win moment. It provides not only the social proof, but it also provides a demonstration of how uh, an influ- how anybody can be using this particular app.
0: I want to, I want to get kind of sneaky. So I'm thinking, like, I have a budget for Facebook. It's not huge, but it's like a few thousand dollars. Yeah. I want to get this video created through Upwork. Have you used anybody from Upwork, and they're like, you know, they're like the influencer, and use that as an ad creative too?
1: Uh, I haven't, but I don't see why you couldn't do that, yeah. right? Uh, so you know, uh, I had ready-made influencer videos, so I could just give that to the Upwork designer and get them to do it, but. You clearly could make a creative brief that says, "Hold my app in your hand, have your mom stand behind you, take a video of me uh, using this particular app or playing my playing this particular game, and uh, you know, uh, resize that in these particular dimensions, this particular size, uh, and uh, run that on Facebook." You know, and I don't see why that wouldn't be the case. Uh, I would also add that you know, since we're talking about all of this. Something that I've found very important and crucial in running these video creatives is having an end card with a call to action. Uh, You know, oftentimes I've seen videos that are like that show video and the video ends and it starts looping and starts playing again. And you don't necessarily see the point of it. Uh, And uh, I think the very important but often overlooked thing is to, After the video plays, the six six seconds when your influencer is seen playing the video, seen playing your app, at the end of it, show an end card that says app name, download on iTunes, call to action, uh, which is banner ads 101. Uh, You know, some fundamentals don't change, but uh, I think that's an absolutely crucial part of having a good video ad.
0: You got to like, uh, have a flashy download now button too.
1: <laughs> Doesn't have to be flashy, you know, or you, you don't have to make it tacky or flashy. It just has to be there.
0: Yeah. You know. I love that. <laughs> it's like a no brainer, like a uh, duh okay. yeah. yeah, Yeah. The other thing I wanted to talk about too, using the different ad creators, like when you're using these influencers, does your targeting change at all? Or is it pretty much still the same? You're doing the lookalikes or you're doing the same targeting? does it shift because of the influencers that you're using?
1: Oh, you know, you, you, yes and no in that. Yes. You're still using lookalikes, uh, but you, I, I have tended to see much greater success with influencer themed videos on Instagram and Instagram stories rather than on just Facebook mob, uh, feeds. Right. Uh, so, You would want to test and see what works best. But my recommendation is that if you have uh, an ad experience that is more suited to Instagram and Instagram stories, uh, I would recommend focusing those creators more towards those channels.
0: I see. I love that. And then just out of curiosity, have you done anything with YouTube and using different influencers and maybe... You know, running ads on different influencers' channels just to see like if that would work at all too, because you have the assets already to go. Oh, we haven't
1: tested YouTube. Okay. Uh, and I would, yeah, and you know, this may be of relevance to your audience, uh, but uh, the primary way to run YouTube, unless things have changed in the last few months, has been through Google UAC or Universal App campaigns, which can be tricky as of this point uh, because you basically throw in a lot of creatives and you let Google's algorithm you know, optimize and decide uh, whether to throw the ads into YouTube, whether to throw, show a display ad, whether to or show video ads inside Google inventory. So Google's algorithm decides, which at least as of right now is a crapshoot because Google's algorithm, at least in the first one or two weeks, will give you very high CPIs. Yeah. Uh, you know, so I would recommend using that with uh, a lot of caution as of this point of time. And I'm sure Google might change and evolve and uh, get much, much smarter than they are right now. Uh, but at this point, I think UAC is definitely skewed in favor of people with larger budgets who can afford to put some money up front to test without uh, and they don't mind seeing a higher CPI up front and eventually see uh, CPI stabilize and performance stabilize.
0: Now, I want to get a little bit granular in terms of when you're trying to set up these Facebook campaigns. The... I know when you're going through that funnel to set up a campaign, the objective is the first thing that you see. Are you normally putting like, I think it's app installs or like video yeah. views. Are you trying to maximize for video views? What's that objective that you like to start out with?
1: Oh, uh, for nearly everyone in your audience, I would recommend app installs.
0: Okay. Yeah. I like it.
1: Uh, don't overthink it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> not reach. Not. Yeah. Video it's not
1: reach masters unless they're gonna be reachmasters.co. No.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. I love that. What about when it comes to the call to action? So I know they're like download now, you know, learn more. Have you played around with A B testing any of those? I have. And
1: honestly it doesn't matter. Okay. Uh, uh, I, I would just say use install now and move on. Uh, I would say the single most important variable that matters and most the needles and makes a difference is the image. Uh, and you know, I've tested headlines and, uh, that sort of thing. Even that mat- does not matter very much.
0: Are you able, when you say image, are you able to control a thumbnail? Is that what you're talking about? Like the, the first image that sees?
1: Certainly the, uh, the first image thumbnail, but the creative, say which is okay. thumbnail and what happens afterwards if it's a video right that matters more than any text you put in because you think of, when you think about it when you're scrolling scrolling through your instagram feed you're not necessarily pausing to read the text that's out there you registered the image so much more than you registered the words
0: i see and then do you like to start off is there you got the great tip at the end slide and the ending the video is there a nice little intro that you like to lead off with too at all
1: uh, i've found that it doesn't matter nearly as much uh partly because a lot of videos tend to autoplay uh so unless you know no matter what you have at the beginning the video starts to play uh, and you know as long as it is reasonably compelling enough for a user to continue watching it should be good enough. I think that's also another reason why the actual experience of an influencer playing can be so compelling, because if a video starts pl- autoplaying and your user starts to see somebody else actually play something on their smartphone, the user is automatically you know uh, attracted to it, and the user is curious about, okay, what is this random anonymous person doing on their smartphone? Right. Uh I think we've all had an urge or a temptation to look into other people's smartphones and wonder what the hell it's uh they're looking at. Or maybe it's just me. Uh I don't know. I do that all know. the time. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh so we're all curious about what other people are about. And I think uh it's that curiosity that uh video creative showing showcasing somebody else play. I think that's what it taps into.
0: Oh wow. So it's almost like you're right here on my shoulder while I'm playing this yeah. phone. And I see that achievement moment and you're like, yes. Yeah. And then you see me doing that and you're kind of like snooping and that's what gets people the yeah. most engaged. Exactly. Oh, I love that. That's awesome. Anything else you want to cover, Shamath, that I might've missed and didn't ask you.
1: No, I think, uh, you know, you've covered a lot of the most important, uh, crucial factors for, uh, Facebook for Facebook ads. Uh, Yeah, I think something else I tend to recommend, uh, especially as they start to grow and scale their campaigns, is to try and optimize for metrics down the funnel uh, to the extent possible. Uh, Very recently, we ran a test internally where we tested, we had Facebook optimized for installs. And uh, one ad set had Facebook optimized for installs. The other ad set, we had Facebook optimized for purchases. uh, And very, very clearly the purchase optimized campaign won uh, by such a huge, huge margin. So I would recommend that most people optimize for purchases or whatever down funnel event matters to them. Could be engagement, could be tutorials completed, whatever it is that matters to them, optimize for that to the extent possible. Uh, And uh, yeah, I think that will get them much farther.
0: Last couple of questions I actually thought of too is: Have you tried any providing any special offers at the end slide? Hey, download today for you know three hundred coins or whatever else to entice them to download a little bit more.
1: I haven't. I do know some e-commerce companies tend to do that. Uh, I would say for most people starting out on Facebook ads don't worry about that too much uh, because that involves an extra layer of complexity. You need to figure out how to in- you engineer that into your app. Uh, you need to make sure that offer is fulfilled. So I would not recommend that to people who are just starting out.
0: And then when you said optimize for purchases, that's just the objective that we referenced earlier, right? That's the first screen you see. Yes. Okay. Okay.
1: I think that's at the ad set level. Okay. Yeah. Your your objective is app installs. And I think your optimization is for purchases.
0: Right. I see it. So, like, so, what, yeah. I remember when you put the bids in there and all that stuff, you're, that's what you're optimizing. Yeah yeah yeah. For. Yeah. 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 Great. Shamath, if the users want to, the listeners, the audience, they want to follow up with you and figure out more about what you got going on, do you want to send them anywhere?
1: Sure. Uh, I have a podcast called How Things Grow. It's at howthingsgrow.co. Uh, they can subscribe to, me, to my email list out there. Uh, and they hit reply. if they hit reply, they reach me directly. I read all emails. I, people hit me up for advice. I am always open and willing to share any, everything that I've learned.
0: That's awesome. So that is going to be at the bottom of this video. Make sure you click that and check out Shamath. It's a great podcast. He's had some amazing guests as well. And as you can see, Really knowledgeable in growing app downloads from zero to now. Seven figures, obviously much more with the downloads perspective. Shamath, thank you so much for coming on and doing this with me.
1: Absolutely, Steve. Very honored to be here. Uh, All the best with the rest of the virtual summit.
0: Thanks. Thanks for listening to the App Masters podcast. For show notes and amazing app marketing content, check out appmasters.co.